get the mic. Honey, I've got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Maj, and we are back with another episode of Ags Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Hold on, y'all. Let me, <clears throat> I had to clear my throat a little bit. But hey, happy hump day. We back. Yes, Maj is back on the mic. I hope y'all are having an amazing hump day. So I messed up a little bit, right? I had to record this episode a little late. Um, and I messed around and drunk some chamomile tea. So I'm a little tired, but hopefully my energy won't match that. Because I need to give y'all energy. I need y'all to match that energy. I need y'all to feel my energy. I need y'all to get hype and pumped off of my energy. So here we are, and we're going to get through this episode. So I've got some really exciting things happening. I can't share everything. Definitely more news to come as I get more updates. But I did want to share that I launched launched my blog. So just a little background information. I already had a blog um, and I am a writer for the DMV Daily. So that's kind of like how I got my start. Um, And then I kind of just started like blogging on my own just to see, you know, if, if I actually had the capacity to do it. And then like this past weekend, I just sat down, wrote down my blog strategy and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it and I'm going to launch it um, on Monday, this, this past Monday. Um, and so I did it. I did it. And so the blog is uh, basically just a compliment to the podcast, um, sharing, uh, you know, the latest in pop culture trends and music, movies, and TV. So the one thing that's special about the blog is that I go a little bit more in depth, right? I think it's completely different when you're talking versus when you're writing it. So yes, if you want to keep up with, and the blog is called Ag Smash the Log. How cute! So I got this whole like little brand thing going on, right? So I got Ag Smash the podcast. I got Ag Smash the blog. I'm Ask Smash. Like we're lit. We are lit. I'm so excited, and I just hope that you guys are excited as I am to share the content with you. Um, And you know what? What got me into just journalism and media and reporting, all that good stuff is that I love to write. Like writing is my bread and butter. And then it just kind of like branched off into different things and different brands and businesses and all of that good stuff and just different opportunities that I've explored just throughout my career. Um, But I love, love, love to write and, and of course, to talk. But my my passion started with writing. Uh, So, yes, it's called Axmash the Blog. And if you'd like to keep up, you can visit my website um, at axmash.com or you can go to axmashthepodcast.com. Either one works. Um, And if you'd like to keep up with the blog, just subscribe and you will get all the notifications about new blog posts and all of the latest pop culture trends and music, movies, and TV. And, of course, um, you know, if you ever have, you know, any suggestions or feedback or recommendations for me, like, I love that kind of stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, I am extremely confident in the quality that I put out, but in order to better service you all and put out content that you all like, I got to hear from you. Like, I got to take the advice from you. Um, So if you have any suggestions or you something, 
something you'd like me to write about or talk about, please send it my way. Like, I absolutely love stuff like that. So, yes, please subscribe, comment on the blogs. If you have any, you know, a perspective or a point of view, make sure you comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. So, I'm super excited, and I'm just going to thank y'all in advance for supporting me because I love y'all, and I know y'all love me. (laughs) Well, I hope y'all love me. (laughs) But anyway, just wanted to share that news with you all. Super exciting. I'm excited. Um... And I have some more stuff on the way. I can't quite share it yet. Hopefully, I'll be sh- able to share it next week. Um, but, yeah, so I have some more exciting things coming. Um, but, but you know, I, I got to keep you guys guessing. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. And, again, please, please, please support the blog. Subscribe, share, tell your friends, all that good stuff. So my moments of the day, of the year, of the month, of the week, that went out of order. But, anyway, you get it. Um, okay, so I don't know if you all know. So again, I, I, I know I talked about, you know, just exciting things, but I got this really, really, really exciting opportunity to host uh, this event. It was called the virtual or excuse me, it was called the turn up and turn out the vote virtual bus tour with Senator Kamala Harris. Oh, my God. y'all! When I tell you, I was so just like. How? What in the world? Like, how could I get this type of opportunity? And it was one of those things where I was recommended, kind of networking. I know some people. Um, and then shout out to my queen sister, Carissa. She was Miss Bowie State when I was Miss North Carolina A&T. Um, she helped to get me an initial opportunity. And then the people, the organizers from uh, the initial opportunity recommended me for this. So on and so forth. Not the point. Anyway, I got this amazing opportunity. I was super excited. I felt really, really, really good. It was it was awesome. Um, If you haven't, if you did not get a chance to tune in, I believe it, it was Friday. It was the past Friday. Um, So if you did not, first of all, thank you to everybody that tuned in. If you if you got word um, and, and you tuned in, you shared it, you liked it, you commented, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for your support. Like, y'all don't know how much I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. But if you did not get a chance to watch the event, it was a virtual event on Zoom. If you did not get a chance to watch the event, please go to – it's on my Facebook and on my – uh, Instagram at smosh underscore underscore. My Facebook is Maja Gary spelled M-Y-J-A-G-A-R-Y. And you can find the recap video there. It is also on YouTube. Um, and you can go to uh, Kamala Harris's YouTube. It's on her YouTube. Um, and it's called the Turn Up and Turn Out the Vote virtual bus tour kickoff with Senator Kamala Harris. So anyway, it was great. I interviewed some amazing panelists. I got to introduce introduce Senator Kamala Harris. And let me tell y'all, if you weren't watching, I felt like a superstar. I interviewed, or, or excuse me, I introduced her. And after I introduced her, this is exactly what she said. She said, oh, thank you, Maja. I was like, ah! She said my name. She said my name. She said my name. Y'all, I was so excited. So geeked. Like, just, oh, my God. You couldn't tell me nothing. I felt literally like a superstar. And then they had a special guest on there, Anthony Hamilton. So I got to kind of have a a really brief conversation with him. Like, when I say I was feeling myself, I was so feeling myself. And, again, I just thank y'all so much for rocking with me. Like, that was such an exciting, like, pivotal moment in my career. Like, just absolutely loved it. Anyway. I said I like to say the Maj moment is based on this opportunity. So when I got the opportunity or whatever, when I got the word, you know, and they sent the script over and I was practicing and, and all that good stuff, I was really, really nervous. Like really, 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 really nervous. And let me say, I'm a very confident person. You know, I, I'm, I'm very confident in my in my ability. Do I always feel like, you know, there's room to improve and, and, and room to learn? Absolutely. Um, but but I am very confident in my ability. But for this, for this 
I don't know what it was. This particular situation, this particular incident, I was so nervous. Like, I just was like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. I called my mom and I was like, mom, like, I don't know what's going on, but I am so nervous. And her first response was, well, we need to pray. <laughs> and she was right. But anyway, um, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily nervous because I didn't think I would do well. Because like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely confident in, in my ability, right? Like, I'm, I'm extremely confident in myself. I was more so nervous that my personality is too much. Let me explain. So obviously, you know, this is this is a political event. And oftentimes, you know, you see when you see these political events, it's very conservative, right? Like very, 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 very conservative. Well, in my opinion, it is. It's very conservative. And I have a very bold, kind of like energetic, like radiant, just like outgoing, just like opinionated, outspoken type of personality. Like I, I, I definitely think my personality is loud, like it's distinct. And it's it, that's not to sound cocky. It's just that's just what it is. I just have a very bold personality. And so I'm just like, you know, I, I'm confident but I don't want my personality to be too much. Like, I want this to be a situation where they're like, oh, she was great. You know, we'd love for her to come back. You know, we'd love her to, you know, host, you know, uh, uh, future events for us. But, I, you know, I was scared that they were going to be like, oh, I think she was, you know, a little too much or her, you know, she was a little over the top. You know, so I was kind of like thinking of ways to like, okay, well, let me just, you know, dumb it down a little bit. Let me just, you know, cool down. Let me just try not to do too much, you know, so on and so forth. And I talked to my mom about it and talked to my best friend and and I really thought about it. I prayed and then I had to realize and remind myself, my personality, my bold, loud, outgoing, energetic, bubbly personality, my opinionated personality is what got me here. It is what makes me me. So at the end of the day, I had to remind myself like, even if I go into this room, right, into this virtual Zoom, and I myself, like, I'm completely 100% authentically myself, and they say, oh, she was a little too much, then that what that opportunity wasn't for me. And, and if you really want to be real, it's your loss. It's their loss. Um, but I had to remind myself that my personality is what got me here. My personality is what makes me me. My personality is what got me this opportunity. My personality is why uh, the, the other young lady recommended me for this. Um, and, and so it was kind of like one of those things like, hold on, let me back up. Let me get it together and, and remind myself of who I am. So anyway, the mash moment of the day, your personality is never too much. Understand that you are, your personality makes you who you are. And no matter what room you step in, no matter what place you go, no matter what opportunity you get, no matter what job you take, no matter what table you sit at, always be you never dumb down for anybody else never try to i don't even know what's the word like uh not dumb down dumb down is the word but but never try to like dampen that's oh dampen that's the word never try to dampen your personality uh, uh to fit a role never try to dampen who you are to fit a role your personality is never too much it's got you to where you are and it makes you who you are so yes my moment your personality is never too much so moving on because i feel like i've spent so much time on that but i hope y'all can understand the message that i'm trying to get across the small black owned business shout out goes to miss sierra cumby her company is called bazook and it i hope i'm pronouncing that right bazook i believe it's bazook 
uh, it is an application for college students to buy and sell their college textbook textbooks to one another on campus for low prices. It is a free app and it can be found in the iOS app store. So shout out to Sierra and her company Bazook. And if you are a college student, please, uh, um, if you are a college student, make sure you go and check out the app. And it's spelled B-I-Z-O-O-K. That's B-I-Z-O-O-K, Bazook. All right, so let's get into some hot topics. Woo, chow, Cardi B done filed for, for a divorce from Offset. I'm not going to say I'm surprised. Like, I, 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 I'm I, just saying that. I'm not going to say I'm surprised. Let, I'm going to read to you what she said. So she went on Instagram Live um, and kind of just, like, addressed, you know, of course, once she filed for divorce, there were so many rumors that, you know, Offset has been cheating again, and there was one this one rumor I saw that you know um, he had a baby on the way, and that's why she divorced him or was filing for a divorce. So many rumors. So Cardi gets on Instagram Live and addresses the rumors, and here are some of the the, the points that I thought were pretty major. Um, she said, every single time that this guy has been so effed up and it hits the media, I'm always crying, always sad because I don't like that type of sugar honey iced tea. This time, I wasn't crying. You want to know why? The reason for my divorce is not because of none of that sugar honey iced tea that ever happened before. It's not because of cheating. I said, okay. Now, now this is me talking now, y'all. This Cardi, Cardi's quote is over. Uh, <laughs> um, I said, okay. So she she's claiming that the divorce is not because of cheating. Um, but anyway, she goes on to say, I got tired of effing arguing. I got tired of not seeing things eye to eye. When you feel like it's not the same anymore anymore before you actually get cheated on, I'd rather just leave. So, you know, I to be honest with you, I think, you know, we've seen Offset in so many different, like, cheating scandals. Just, like, I feel like he has humiliated Cardi on more than one occasion. And my thing is, regardless if, you know, it's been confirmed or not, or these rumors have been confirmed or not, it's the fact that it's in the media and there's a reason why it's in the media. Um, and so it's hard to believe that you're you're not leaving because of cheating. I mean, at the end of the day, we can only believe, I guess, what you tell us, you know, or what we see. But it is really hard to believe, you know, that Cardi's not leaving him because of cheating, cheating allegations or whatever. Um, but either way, you know, I've seen a lot of just trash talk about Cardi, you know, just all over social media. And let me say this. At the end of the day, you can have your opinion about whatever. But I, I feel like you cannot judge a woman who is not ready to leave a relationship. You can talk about how you feel like her decisions are bad or how you feel like she's this, how you feel like she's that, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's about it's about when that woman gets fed up. If a woman gets cheated on, you know, if a woman gets cheated on and she decides to stay because she feels like her relationship is worth fighting for, then that's all that matters. You can call her whatever you want to call her. But if she's not fed up with that and she still finds every day a reason to fight for her relationship, then that is all that matters, period. So I'm not even going to sit here and say it took her long enough or I'm glad she finally leaving or, not, or, or any of that because at the end of the day, Obviously, it seems Cardi found a re reason to continue to fight for her relationship with Offset despite everything that we've seen in the media because she felt like it was worth it. So now that she's finally decided to leave, she's putting herself first and she feels this this is the best decision for her peace and for her happiness. And so regardless of whatever she's leaving for, honey, if you are putting yourself first, that is all that matters. And like I said, it takes it. It's up to the woman to get fed up. 
You know what I'm saying? Even with domestic violence relationships, the woman has to become fed up. The woman has to become tired and really, really, really want help and really reach that peak where she's like, I have to get out of this situation. Um, and, and I mean, it could come from different things. It can come from triggers from friends, triggers from family. It can come from just simply being tired. It can come from a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, it's up to the woman to make that decision that she's fed up and she's ready for better for herself. So if, you know, I, I, I'm proud of Cardi, you know, I'm happy for her. And if this, if this, if she really is going to go through with it, um, and, and she's choosing herself this time, you know, um, and, and choosing her peace and choosing her happiness, Honey, I am all for that. So, yes, go ahead, Cardi B. Um, moving on. So, Lovecraft country star Jonathan Majors is moving into Marvel County for his next big role. He's joining the third Ant-Man and is set to portray the supervillain Kang the Conqueror in the sequel, which happens to be a very prominent role. So, shout out to Jonathan Majors. I watched the first two episodes of Lovecraft Country. I did not get through the second episode. I'm going to try it again. It's a little different. Uh, if you have not watched Lovecraft Country, Jordan Pe- first of all, Jordan Peele's mind is crazy. Like, I know Antebellum just came out. I need to watch it. I've heard great things. His mind is crazy. But I, I, when I say crazy, I mean in a really good way, like genius. I think this man is, is, is a genius. But anyway... Um, very, very, very intelligent. Um, and I feel like he finds really creative ways to talk about things that people don't want to talk about, that people don't want to address. Anyway, so Lovecraft Country, he, it seems like he combines, like, segregation times, black people, and sci-fi all together. And I don't feel like you see that a lot. Now, I'm not a huge sci-fi fan, um, but you don't see a lot of movies and TV shows, um, that have a main black cast in the sci-fi category. Like, you just, you don't see that. So, very interesting. I definitely want to give it a try again. Um, it just was a little different. Definitely caught me, caught me off guard. But I'm open to different. So, we'll see how that goes. And shout out to Jonathan Majors um, on his next role. President, former president, former president. But, you know, some people say, I forever president. Barack Obama uh, announces a new book called A Promised Land. And it's set to release November 17th. Now, child, he don't he don't wrote a whole he he don't put a whole excerpt from the book on his on his Instagram and his Twitter. I, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. It wasn't an excerpt from his book, but it was really 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 long. Might as well have been an excerpt from the book. Anyway, he says there's no feeling like finishing a book, and I'm proud of this one. I spent the last few years reflecting on my presidency, and in a promised land, I've tried to provide an honest accounting accounting of my presidential campaign and my time in office. The key events and people who shaped it, my take on what I got right and the mistakes I made and the political, economic, and cultural forces that my team and I had to confront then and that, as a nation, we are grappling with still. Yes, Barack Obama, honey, with a book. So that is set to release November 17th, right around the holidays. Uh, Speaking of books, Little Nas announced, excuse me, not Little, Lil Nas announced on Instagram that he is dropping, and I quote, the best kids book of all time. The book is called C is for Country and is set to be released January 5th, 2021. So shout out to Lil Nas, taking care of the kids. Speaking of taking care of the kids, G Herbo, he is doing it. He is doing it. Like, doing it big for the kids in his community. 
he bought out his elementary school um, that closed and opened it for a space of community development. And there have been like pictures all over the internet of him at the school volunteering with youth. Um, just, just really just feet on the ground volunteering with youth. Just amazing. Uh, he said in an interview, um, we're really trying to change the narrative and lead by example and show the next generation that they can do what we're doing even greater. Shout out to G Herbo. I don't know if it's pronounced G Herbo or G Herbo, but I'm going to say G Herbo. Anyway, moving on. Honey, Rihanna has announced the Savage Fenty Show 2 set to air. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. The Savage Fenty Show Volume 2. I done left that out of my script. It's Volume 2. That's what it's called, Volume 2. And it's set to air on October 2nd on Amazon Prime exclusively, I believe. Um, and some of the stars that she has is Normani, honey. Normani is collecting her check. Do you hear me? Normani, Travis Scott, Lizzo, Miguel, and so much more. So shout out to Rihanna, Rihanna on her second Savage Fenty Show. DJ Khaled. First of all, I don't know if y'all knew if y'all know this, but Amazon Music just dropped a podcast network. Well, not dropped. They they launched a podcast network, so it's pretty exciting. Um, and DJ Khaled announced his new podcast called The First One that will stream exclusively on Amazon Amazon Music and is set to launch October fifteenth. Another one, okay. Um, Apple Music is also on the move. Um, they announced. A new series called Rap Life Live um, that will be captured at HBCUs. The first episode was filmed at Howard University with special performances by Nas, Lil Baby, Rhapsody, and Wale along... Um, ooh, child, I done messed up my script. Lil Baby, Rhapsody, and Wale. Um, and it was, it was aired Friday, September 18th, again, exclusively on Amazon Music. The live stream aims to further extend the discussion around the many important issues impacting the black community, such as police reform, racial and gender equality, social justice, and standing up to racism through music and conversation. So shout out to Apple Music. Uh, speaking of music, let's get into the new music, okay? Miss Tiana Taylor is on a roll. She just released her new visual for her single, 1-800-1-NIGHT, from her latest album, The Album. Make sure y'all go check that out. Rotimi dropped his video, In My Bed, featuring Wale. Uh, Moneybag Yo dropped the Said Some remix with City, Girl and, City Girls and Da Baby. You know what? I did not know. And I mean, y'all gonna... I know, I know. I know I'm wrong for this. You know, I always catch these little, like, you know, sayings on Twitter, like, oh, it, it's the hair for me. It's the such and such for me. And then, you know, the host says something like, I thought, a, I thought like, I don't know, people be saying crazy stuff. I thought a girl with nappy edges said something. I don't know, people be saying crazy stuff. Anyway, I had no idea that came from this song. And then when I read, when I saw that Moneybag Yo had dropped a, a remix with City Girls and the baby, I was like, Oh, my gosh. Because every time I see these things, I'm like, where does this come from? Now, let me say, black Twitter is extremely creative. Black people are creative in general and funny, hilarious. I mean, we could come up with some stuff. Like, hate the internet. Cannot stand the internet. So, I mean, I I, I guess, you know, I, I was thinking maybe black people just came up with it. But, you know, to see this song and, be like, and, and realize that, like, the whole I thought somebody said something came from this. I'm like, wow, okay, I feel dumb. <laughs> anyway, Money Back Yo also dropped a joint project with Black Youngster called Code Red. Um, interestingly, August Alcina dropped a new visual for his song Entanglements. 
Um, so I, I still gotta get caught up on the rest of these videos, visuals, songs, albums, all that good stuff. But I saw the Entanglements video and I didn't like it. I, I, I did not like it at all. Like, not one bit. And, uh, yeah, I'm not even going into that. I don't like it. Now, Sam Smith, I know most of my content is about black people, for black people, by, it, it's, it's for black people, about black people, by a black woman, okay? But Sam Smith, I just love him, and I, 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 like, I just love him. Anyway, he just dropped his new single and visual for Diamonds, and also announced the release date of his album called Love Goes, set to release October 30th. So if you are a Sam lover like me, make sure you mark your calendars. Um, and before I get to the next section, um... I'm late on this. I, I, I'm, I'm extremely late on this, but I happen to be... Sometimes I'll just, like, sit around when I'm bored and, like, watch music videos um, just to get caught up or, like, see music videos that I haven't seen before. Um, and so I watched the 2 Chains and Lil Wayne Moneymaker song. Uh, I also wrote a blog about this, so y'all definitely got to go check it out. It comes out tomorrow. Um, but anyway... So, 2 Chainz did this whole, like, promotion around, like, oh, you know, gathering HBCUs, you know, HBCU bands and, and, and whatever to, to recognize in, in the song and whatever. So, he did this whole, like, campaign, like, you know, promoting that, you know, he wanted HBCUs in this video and in this song, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, the song uh, samples um, a, a smash hit from the, the, the group Guy. Um, it's called Peace of My Love. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to try to sing it. Anyway, Peace of My Love. And in the song, the sample is played by an HBCU band. Really, really cool. By uh, by, by Southern University's band. Um, they're called the Human Jukebox. Um, he has Lil Wayne on the track. And the song is called Moneymaker. Um, and they also did, like, a visual. So the visual is all, you know, on the football field. And, you know, there are HBCUs out there. And he even, like, shouts out some HBCUs. I, I can't remember. He shouted out Alabama State. And let me say, 2 chains went to Alabama State. Um, so he shouted out, like, Alabama State. Most of the HBCUs were, were Southern. So, like, Alabama State, Fort Valley, Tuskegee, Clark, Morehouse. No, did he shout out Clark? I think he shouted out Clark, Morehouse, uh, Southern ASU, Fort Valley, and a few more I can't think of off the top of my head. So let me say this. The effort is cool. Like, I I'm glad that, you know, you felt you needed to pay tribute. You know, you wanted to pay tribute to HBCUs, especially as an HBCU alumnus. I believe that's the word for male a male uh um graduate is an alumnus but anyway the song was trash oh my god and let me say that's why i said i'm late because it came out i believe august 7th and he played like a little snippet of it during the versus battle with him and rick ross i didn't watch it so i didn't know anything about it the only reason why i knew about the song is because he did all of this like hbcu promotion or whatever um, the song is trash. Like the song, the only thing I like about the song is the sample and the fact that it's played by HBCU band. Otherwise, the song is trash. The video was trash. Like that was terrible. Like terrible. And let alone, you know, I'm not even gonna get into this. Don't get me wrong. I love me some ratchet music. I love an HBCU anthem, honey. When that swag surf come on, I'm in the middle. When that, what's that song uh, by Shaq with Shaq with with the na 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 do? Let me tell you, I'll sing that. Okay. I <laughs> I love a good little HBCU ranch and nook if you book boy, cause we knocking and book. Okay, I know the words. I know the words, and I sing them in the club. Okay. But that just won't it. Like, that just wasn't it. And I just, I think that, you know, if you are going to, like, pay tribute to HBCUs that represent black excellence, black prestige, black achievement, absolutely not. And the video was, like, of these majorettes, these band dancers, and they're, like, shake your money maker. And, I mean, 
even Lil Wayne was saying some crazy stuff. And I'm like, this is a song you chose to represent HBCUs? Like, there's a difference when you have a song, when you have a song and HBCUs make it the anthem. Like, Nuck If You Buck is not a tribute to HBCUs. We made it an anthem. Swag Surf was not a song for HBCUs. We made it an anthem. The Sheck West song was not a song dedicated to HBCUs. We made it an anthem. You put HBCUs in this song, you had an HBCU playing the sample, the H- HBCUs were in this video, and you shouted them out. And this is the song you chose? And it's like, it's like he's, he, in, in the video, he has like these majorettes dancing, and the song is Shake Your Money Maker. Are you kidding? Honey, you need to take notes from Beyonce, okay? The first black woman to headline Coachella where she paid tribute to HBCUs, and she did it well with Homecoming. No. No, this this that two chain song. First of all, not even the fact that it was a poor representation of HBCUs. It was terrible, trash. I mean, not creative. The verse was trash. The song is trash. The lyrics are trash. The video was trash. Like just everything was trash. Lil Wayne was trash. Two chains was tra- trash. I, did I say that the video was trash? Oh, did I mention that the song was trash? All of it, trash, trash, and just a very poor representation of HBCUs. Like. And let me tell you, let me tell you something. For those of you who are listening and who have graduated from HBCU, especially A&T, okay, shout out to us. Um, you know what it feels like to be HBCU proud, okay? And that won't it. That wasn't it. Like let leave leave the anthems to us. Like let us pick the anthems. We don't need the tribute unless you're gonna do it the right way. And that was trash. I didn't like it at all. I, I, no. And then I saw a couple of articles like from black people saying like, oh, this is a great HBCU anthem and da 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 da. No, it's not. No, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. No, I I was so mad. I was so mad watching that video. Like, child, I started to call two chains and be like, two chains, no, sir. Like you did all of this promotion to recognize HBCUs and this is what you came up with. Like, you definitely could have got creative, and this is what you came up with. And then, you know, I can't say I'm a little jealous that he chose all Southern HBCUs. My thing is, then, why even reach out and ask, why even reach out and ask, you know, for promotion from HBCUs if you were going to only use Southern HBCUs? Like, he didn't go past freaking, like, Tennessee, like, Texas. Like, I was so disappointed. Absolutely not. Let me tell you something. If y'all know 2 Chainz, you got his people number, call his people, tell his people, it, it was a no for me. Like, <laughs> it was a no for me. Anyway, moving on to Shine, Black Girl Shine. This is my favorite section. Uh, just a few recognitions I'd like to point out from the Emmys this past weekend. Carrie Washington won her first Emmy Award for her work at the 2020 Creative Arts Emmys in the category of Outstanding Variety Special. She was recognized for Live in Front of a Studio Audience, All in the Family, and Good Times, where she served as an executive producer. Interesting. Who would have known? Uh, Miss Zendaya has been all over my internet, okay? She made history as the youngest person and only the second black woman to win an Emmy for lead actress in a drama series for her work in Euphoria. And now that definitely makes me want to go and watch it. Um, Regina King. Okay, so I'm so disappointed in myself because... When I write people's names down in my script that I don't know how to pronounce, I make sure to go and, like, check it. I, I try. I try to go make, make sure I go and check it. Um, but this time I didn't. And, you know, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her first name. And it's probably super simple, but I still don't want to mess it up. Anyway, Regina King ties Miss Woodard's longtime Emmy record for most awarded black actor. And Miss Woodard is, I know she plays in several other roles, and this is so bad. But I, re, I this is the movie I remember her from. But she was the mom in Holiday Heart. So I don't know how to pronounce her her first name. Maybe it's Alfrey. 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 Maybe it's all free. Alfrey. 
whatever, forget it. <laughs> anyway, Regina King ties with her longtime Emmy record for most awarded black actor. So shout out to, to Regina King. So Tracy Ellis Ross is continuing to build her relationship with ABC, and she just signed an overall deal with ABC Signature. Um, she is a cast member of the hit series Blackish, and she's also the creator and producer of its prequel, Mixed Dish. Um, under this new deal, her production company, Joy Mill Entertainment, will produce content across all platforms and will also be based at the studio. She said on her Instagram, The brand is expanding, y'all. Been waiting to share this. I love using storytelling as a way to connect and celebrate humanity. As an actor, I've had the joy of inhabit inhabiting nuanced and dynamic roles. As an executive producer, I'm able to build stories, gather creative creatives and shape words as a way to illuminate different realities how wonderful to be expanding my journey as a storyteller and content creator at my home studio abc signature at disney tv studios so congratulations to tracy on her new deal um Moving on, Monica Sauls. Um, if you haven't heard about Monica, she is the new chief people officer at Bojangles. And this makes her the first ever black executive and woman to join Bojangles. Well, not 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 black, not woman, but black woman uh, to join Bojangles leadership team in the company's 43 year history. She will lead diversity, inclusion and talent acquisition and development as the company looks to hire 30,000 new employees. She said in an interview as the chief people office officer, I will focus on building and maintaining a people centered culture where everyone at Bojangles can do their best work and help the company succeed. Shout out to Miss Monica. And y'all know how I feel. I love it, honey. Move the black people to the sweet, sweet, honey. And if and if y'all feel like, you know, we only we're only limited to diversity and inclusion, move the diversity and inclusion officer to the sweet C suite. Move the black people to move the black people to the C suite. Everybody say it with me. Move the black people to the C suite. We need more black execs. Um, two women, real estate agent Ashley Scott and her friend, who is an investor and entrepreneur, Renee Walters, purchased nearly 19 acres of land in Georgia with 19 other families with hopes to incorporate that land into a new city called Freedom, Georgia, and create a safe space for their black families. Honey, when, when I say this is the perfect demonstration of buy back the block, honey, buy back the block. Miss Ashley Scott said in an interview, I'm hoping that it that it will be a thriving safe haven for people of color, for black families in particular. So that's all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. <clears throat> Ooh, child, I got to get it together. It's, it's bedtime. <laughs> I'm recording a little late. This at least a little late for me. But anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. And thank you so much for listening. I will catch you on the Let next one. Let me get the one. mic. Honey, I got something to say. Uh, hey, ooh, I like that. Can uh, you turn that up for uh, me? Uh, uh, ooh, ooh, hey. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.